I'm Courtney Lundeen, and welcome to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Do you find yourself wishing you could have more moms, sisters, and friends encouraging you and pouring into you, inspiring you to live as the mom God has called you to be? Too often, our culture minimizes the role of motherhood, but I believe that being a mom is a high calling, and we're answering the call and stepping up to the plate. I love simplicity and efficiency, habits and routines, but my favorite part of life is being a mom. If you want practical strategies to lighten your load, simplify your life, let some things be easy, and make room for what matters most, you're in the right place. I'll remind you that every blessing and provision is God's and help you reflect that mindset in your homes and to your families. Thanks for joining me, friend. I'm glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. As always, it's a privilege that you're listening to my words, and I pray they are a blessing to you. So I have to admit, I have tried to create this episode so many times. Honestly, it probably needs to become more than one episode, and I will expand on it in future episodes. But I'll start by giving you some background on how I make my podcast episodes. Before I started this podcast, when I was still wondering if I could make a podcast and if God for sure wanted me to make this podcast... I sat down and created a list of episode titles and outlines for some episodes, and that list passed like 50 episodes, and I was like, okay, I need to do this. So I just add to those episode titles and outlines as I go and think of things, and once the outlines fill up and I feel like the episode is ready to record, then I'll do it and publish it. And for some reason, this episode has been at the front of my list for a long time, but I kept feeling like it was unfinished, and... I just never want to rush what God is doing just for my own timelines or anything, so I just kept moving on, but I keep coming back to this episode. But I know why, because in the meantime, God keeps adding things to it, thankfully, because honestly, the topic is thoughtfulness and showing up for people, and I know I have missed the mark a lot when it has come to being a thoughtful friend. And I think that's one of the reasons this episode keeps getting pushed to the back of my mind because I keep thinking, who am I to talk about this? I am so far from an expert on this subject. But I know it does matter, and I've been learning a lot lately on this subject. Like God always does when he's teaching us something, it just keeps showing up everywhere until God's like, Courtney, you got it? Are you listening? That's how I feel about this. So I hope you guys will love this episode and that it will touch your heart like it has touched mine. I want this podcast to always be efficient for you guys and respect your time and I like things to the point and more informative instead of conversational because that's my personal preference for podcasts. But in this episode, I'm going to open up and do a little bit more talking and explaining than usual. So bear with me and I hope it is still worth your time. I think it will be. So last weekend, some of my college friends and I met at a lake house that we rented for a couple of days. And all of us that attended our moms, and as you know, it's hard to leave your kids. It's either emotionally hard or it can be just as hard to coordinate the children's schedules and childcare and all of that when you're gone if you're the primary caregiver. But all of us were so glad that we went. We all felt this overwhelming and comforting feeling of community and being seen and sharing each other's burdens. We were all so blessed by even just preparing food for each other. We all felt like, oh yeah, this is how God intended friendship, being there for each other, serving each other. We all needed the reminder, and it was overwhelmingly positive for all of us. 
I know we can't just like leave our kids all the time. We can't always be physically together all the time. But that weekend reignited an urgency in me and my friends to keep showing up for each other. Even if that is voice text or group text or virtual Bible studies or whatever. We don't even all live near each other, so that's truly what it has to be in this season. But being together reconfirmed the value of friendship, and it felt so good. So I want to encourage all of you to reach out to those friends you've had for a long time that maybe you don't talk to as much. Maybe you haven't seen them in a while. What can you do to reignite some old friendships that still matter to you? Can you set up some new rhythms that connect you to each other more regularly? Maybe a regular group text check-in once a week. Or can you get a reunion on the calendar? Can you decide to meet in Zoom the first Sunday evening of every month? Or can you start a virtual or an in-person Bible study? A book club. And I've also been in a season of making new friends. So I'll talk about that for a second. I literally moved like 10 miles away several months ago. And technically, though, that was a move to a suburb of the city I had lived in for the previous 10 years. So even though it wasn't a very far distance, something about that move just made me feel prompted by God to really put myself out there and make a community and make friends of the strangers that you normally see day to day. Um, Like I said, a lot of my college and high school friends don't live that near to me in proximity anymore. And honestly, it just became too easy for me to stay at home more often than I should have. And I lived in a big city, so it was kind of easy to just go through the motions and not be known. I didn't really see the same people at the grocery store all the time or see them at the same restaurants or Target or wherever I went. Um, It was easy to just kind of be lost in the crowd. We did go to our same church, but our church is actually in the city we live in now. So even the people that we saw at church weren't the people that we ran ran into regularly. But I know God calls us to fellowship. So it's something I have wanted to be better at lately, and I really have tried to put myself out there trying to make new friends. I've just tried even just showing up to events that it would have been easier to skip or showing up to things knowing I would really only know one or two people when I got there or introducing myself to moms on the playground when my kids get out of school. I really felt and sometimes still do feel awkward, like I'm a schoolgirl myself trying to make new friends. Um, It can be awkward, but... It feels so good when you make friends. The more you talk to people, the more things you have in common with them, the easier the conversations become. So if any of you are listening who are my new friends, thank you for being my new friends. I genuinely want to be a good friend to the people I'm around in life, and I'm trying to keep doing better and better at it. It's something that I've decided to make important to me and do what it takes. So I'm really just grateful for some of the friends I've made and grateful that I put myself out there. And I'll tell you what a difference it makes when people make that friend-making process easier. You know what I mean? When a friend says, hey, Courtney, do you know my friend Ashley? We were just talking about signing our kids up for soccer and just opens the door to include me in that conversation. It is so kind. Some people are just gifted at connecting people, and that is such a gift to the people around them. So if you are like that naturally or even by choice intentionally, thank you on behalf of all the people around you. It is just so kind and something I want to be better at myself. A couple of weeks ago at church, my pastor delivered a message on loneliness, and I knew that was something that I needed to add to the message of this episode. I attend Life Church, and my pastor is Craig Groeschel, and his father passed away the previous week. He mentioned that 
He had received like an incredible amount, like thousands of condolences and prayers through messages and comments on social media. He got tons of emails and something like six people sent flowers and five people called him on the phone. And he had one friend besides family show up at his house and ring the doorbell to give him a hug and offer condolences in person. He said it almost felt weird that someone showed up, but when his friend was still hugging him after they stopped crying, he felt overwhelmingly grateful for that friend. It makes me emotional even just remembering it, but Pastor Craig's sermon was about how we are actually not created to be lonely, but a huge number of us feel lonely. He mentioned Acts 2, 46 through 47 that says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. He mentioned several other Bible verses where we are instructed to serve one another, show hospitality to each other, be kind, encourage one another, carry each other's burdens. He talked about how the ways of our culture now are pretty opposite from that. We all want to be independent and not need anyone's help. We want to work from home, watch church from home, get groceries delivered, do banking online, doctor's appointments online. And all of those things can be good and they all serve a purpose, but they can also negatively affect our mental health and rob us from the joy of being in community with real people who live by us, know us, and are around us. It was such a good sermon and I'll link to it in the show notes, so hopefully you can make time to listen to it, but it is so true. Through our screens, we do have relationships and friends and I love social media for those reasons. It helps me get to know people learn and remember things about people and what I have in common with them and be in touch with people that I don't see as often. Lots of good things, but it was a reminder to me that the value of truly showing up for someone shouldn't become lost in it. There's a quote I heard a long time ago that says, you can pretend to care, but you can't pretend to show up. And I know our lives are so busy and I think it's okay and good to have lots of friends that we don't really have time to see all of them every day or even super regularly. But that sermon made me realize how valuable it is to have friends that really do show up. And that means I need to do better at being the friend that shows up. And that means really showing up, even if it just means being a little bit more friendly or referring to new friends by name or asking one more question, offering to help hold a bag or help their kid get to the car safely, including someone in a conversation with other people or inviting someone to a play date, even though your house isn't perfect, those kinds of things. None of those things are even gifts. All of those things are fellowship, community, showing up for people. When I take personality tests, I am always right in the middle of the line between introvert and extrovert. So this kind of thing honestly does not come super naturally for me. I really love people. I want friends. I want to be an includer. And I do feel filled up by being around people. But the extroversion that's required to do that is sometimes unnatural for me. So... I'm just saying that because this episode is teaching me a lot of things too. I'm really going to try to show up for people in different and more thoughtful ways. I love the phrase or verse, blessed to be a blessing. It is from Genesis 12 where God tells Abraham that he is blessed so that he will be a blessing to all. And that phrase, blessed to be a blessing, is part of my kids' affirmations that we say regularly. And it's one of the prayers for my family that we are part of God's blessings for the people we encounter and spend our lives with. You guys know I love efficiency automation, trying to make things that we do day to day as simple as possible to make space and time for what matters the most. 
Hopefully you've heard my podcast episode number nine called Let It Be Easy, Reducing Decision Fatigue. But there we talk about the idea of automating some things that are either stressful or redundant to save some brain space for the things that matter most. So today we're applying it here to the idea of thoughtfulness. And I don't want this to come across as impersonal as it relates to the idea of gifts or thoughtfulness. I think when the opportunity arises and we think of something more thoughtful or more specific for that person, then of course you're going to do that. But this is just a baseline, like at the bare minimum, I've already decided this is what I'm going to do when a certain situation arises. I've already decided to show up for a friend in at least this one way without overthinking it to the point of not doing anything. I shared the idea for this episode on my Instagram several weeks ago, and I asked for ideas on how to be more thoughtful as a friend. I asked for ideas for your common situations in life when it makes sense to go get a gift or do something thoughtful to show up for a friend when you want to do something or give something. And I got so many great responses, actually way more than I expected. So thank you guys for responding. But I still didn't feel like the episode was ready to share. I didn't want anyone to think that giving gifts is like required or anything to be a thoughtful friend. I really don't think it takes money or gifts to be a thoughtful friend. But I got a lot of fun ideas that I want to share. And I'm going to share that list in a blog post. So I'll share that link in the show notes, but I'm going to include common responses I got for specific situations. There's tons of ideas for you to be inspired by and pull from if you are interested in having a decide once approach to that area of your life. But quickly, there are some ideas that apply to almost every situation. An appropriate and thoughtful response to so many parts of life with friends would be a thoughtful note a thoughtful text. A voice text is a good thing to sound a little bit more personal with your voice, but it also gives the other person the chance to listen or respond when they have time. You can always call and leave a voicemail if they don't answer. And including your kids is fun too, letting them draw or put stickers on the handwritten notes or record a little video of them saying congratulations or singing happy birthday to send to the person. Or When you call your friend, you can ask if you can pray for them right then over the phone, or you can send a prayer in a text. Sometimes that means a lot more than just saying, I'm praying for you. You can tell them exactly what you're praying. I think even being honest and saying to someone, hey, I don't really know what to say to you in this situation, but I do want you to know I'm praying for you and I love you and I'm here for you. That's a lot better than not saying something because you don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Sending flowers is almost always appropriate and thoughtful, and some people mentioned orchids being especially good to receive because they last longer than like a bouquet of cut flowers. Most people would use and love a gift card to a coffee shop, even just using Venmo or Apple Pay to send $5 with a note that says, coffee on me today, I'm thinking of you, or sending $20 for the new journal or book or socks or lipstick that you've been wanting but you haven't purchased for yourself yet. Or sending them $15 for vending machine snacks at the hospital. Or buy yourself some flowers next time you're at the grocery store. On me. There are also lots of companies like Spoonful of Comfort was an example given to me where they can deliver gift baskets for a variety of reasons. Or there are local companies in your area that do things like that too. If you have a membership for Instacart or Shipped or a delivery service like that, you can use that service but change the delivery address to your friend's address. So maybe sending, you know, some water bottles or granola bars or breakfast items or just something simple, even in the form of groceries, can really be a blessing to someone. 
Maybe some of these things seem impersonal, but aren't they more personal than not doing something? Sometimes technology can work to our advantage and make things easier, and that's okay. Mealtrain.com is a free website that my friends and I love to use when someone has a baby or even when someone has a family member that passes away or has a major surgery or something like that. One friend organizes it and everyone can use the website to sign up for different dates to provide a meal for that family. The organizer of that meal train can include specific notes for everyone to see like, remember this family is gluten-free or the family prefers porch drop-off at this time or please remember not to stay longer than 15 minutes right now to respect their family time. Or remember, grandma is staying with the family right now, so please plan to provide a meal for three adults and two kids. Or something like that. It just takes the burden of communicating some of those things off of the person receiving the help. And it also can be a helpful scheduler, so not everyone shows up on the same date and the coordinating doesn't get overwhelming for the person that you're trying to bless. I also buy cards in bulk for the purpose of thoughtfulness Target has these blank white cards that have a sparkly gold heart on them, and I literally use them for everything. Probably my friends that are listening have received one of these white cards with a gold sparkly heart, but I keep them in the glove box in my car. It is just so easy to scribble out a thank you note or use it as a baby shower card when you forgot to buy one or just anything. They are so cute and easy, and I will link to them. And I also buy on Amazon bulk thank you cards and happy birthday cards. If you love picking out specific cards for people on those occasions, please just keep doing your thing. That is amazing. But if you frequently forget to grab a card or you just quickly grab one before each event without even making it feel personal and they're $6 each, I think I can make this easier for you. Just buy them in bulk. They are so much cheaper and you will always have one on hand when you need it. What you write inside the card can be much more personal and special anyway, even if the outside of the card is generic. So if you want some specific ideas of ways to be thoughtful and specific gifts that can be your decide once approach to automation until you think of something better, head to my blog. Like I said, I'm going to link it to the show notes so you can see, but some of the ideas that were awesome, um, that people gave me are going to be listed out. And some of the scenarios that we included are when your friend gets engaged or announces they're pregnant, buys a new home, has a baby, gets promoted or accomplishes something, when a family member passes away, or a friend has a miscarriage, or a friend has a pet pass away, teacher appreciation, kid's birthday, friend's birthday, lots of good ideas. So to wrap this up, I truly hope I have inspired you to really show up for people with or without gifts. Let people know you care about them, include them, offer a hug, send a meal, send a text, invite someone, include someone. When you can, let your presence be the best present, as they say. Reach out to someone, tell the enemy to cut it out and get beneath your feet with the lies that can be so loud in isolation. Proclaim the name of Jesus over your life. Act like him, serve like him, be a friend. Pray about it. Ask God to help you find the people who want to be your friend. I promise they are out there. They are probably praying for you too. Before we go, it would be my honor to say a prayer and a blessing for you. Dear Lord, be with these listeners and let them feel your presence. Wrap them up in a big hug and remind them that you always show up for them. Help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus here on earth. Let us show up for people. Love people well. Be generous. Be kind. Be thoughtful. Thank you that your spirit gives us courage to listen to your promptings as we embrace the community that you have placed around us. Let us be a light to our families. Let us count it all as joy. 
In your son Jesus' name, amen. If you love this podcast and want more of the details of the episodes, subscribe to my email newsletter. I will send recaps of the podcast and include written details that you might find helpful. I have been asked for written forms of some of my episodes, and this will be the best way. When you sign up for my email, you'll also receive an instant download PDF of Bible Verses for Moms. It's a list of basic Bible verses that I think are helpful to moms, verses you can memorize and apply and speak out in your day-to-day. Most of them are mentioned in episode number three, Faith and Practice with Kids. That has been an episode you guys have loved, so thank you for your positive feedback. If you want this free PDF or want to be subscribed to my email, go to my website, CourtneyLundin.com, and you will see the link to the download Bible Verses for Moms. I will also link to it in the show notes for this episode. If you love this podcast, feel free to leave a five-star review. It helps other people find this podcast, and it would mean so much to me. You can also click subscribe in whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Then you'll be automatically notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for being here, friends. Until next time, let's elevate motherhood. Motherhood.